Hey guys, it's Andrew Duncan here. This is the Agent Monday podcast. I hope your week's off to a great start. Today, I want to talk to you about how to bounce back from a crash deal, from a contract that falls over. I've been having a few conversations with people about this lately, and so I thought it would be nice to share some of this advice into a quick little podcast. In this changing market, you're going to have deals that fall over more and more. Finance is hard to get. Uh, buyers are going to be a little bit more hesitant to to pull the trigger and go unconditional. So I think this is something that we all need to be really on top of and really adept at getting ourselves through and supporting our owners through as well. It also fits with a few of the kind of advice guides we've been doing lately. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I did one on why I really think this is the best kind of market to work in. And when I say this kind of market, I mean like a buyer's market or a more balanced market where there's a few less offers going around and you have to work a little bit harder to get deals together. But it's really when good agents come to the fore. And I also did another guide on how to approach deadlines like tenders and auctions when you have no offers or no bidders. And so this subject really fits nicely into that. Uh, And some of the advice could be, you'll, you'll see some similarities there and I'll reference those other articles in the show notes because if you haven't read them already I'd I'd strongly encourage you to check them out I think there's some really good advice uh, in there to just to help you stay positive through these challenging uh, situations so first of all let's start with the moment you get the phone call from the buyer saying that they're no longer going to go ahead it's a moment in our careers that is just heartbreaking you know I've had that happen to me when I was selling oh gosh, dozens of times, if not hundreds of times. It is gut busting. You've worked so hard to finally get a contract over the line. You know, you've probably been out late at night negotiating that contract. Uh, you've been running open homes every Sunday. You've been really working your butt off to get that together for your owners. And then the buyers decide to pull out. At this point, it's really important to acknowledge that loss for yourself to just take a little bit of time turn off your phone whether it's 10 minutes half an hour 20 minutes longer whatever you personally feel like is right just go for a walk acknowledge that it sucks that it feels like crap that you're upset that you're pissed off that you're gutted for your owners just take a minute to acknowledge that loss I think really important not to jump into other work or take other phone calls or try and write emails at that point. Just go and get some fresh air. Uh, Exercise is a really good idea to just try and let your body produce a few more kind of, you know, endorphins and just get you a little bit happier at a time when you're going to be really, really challenged and sad. If If it's a bad day, just get in the car and go for a drive. Not going anywhere in particular, just get some get some time to yourself to acknowledge that pain and frustration. Then, once you've done that, it's time to move on and it's time to have an action plan moving forward. So, acknowledge that loss and really sit with it for a little bit, but don't dwell on it. There is literally no point. That buyer is very unlikely to be coming back. You're just back at square one and that's okay. You've still got the listing. You've still got owners who want to sell. You can still make the sale happen. What will affect all of that is if you dwell on this for a long time. So really important to acknowledge that pain and then let it go and move on. 
So when you get back to the office from your walk or from your drive, you walk in that door, you're ready to rock and roll. You're ready to create an action plan moving forward to get that property sold. The next step is you're going to call those owners. You're going to call your clients, which is really hard. I know from experience. I kind of used to view it like you're counseling someone through a breakup. Counseling someone through breaking up with their with their partner or spouse. or So the right mindset to think about it from your owner's point of view is, you know, they're, they're going to be extremely dejected. They're going to be feeling intense pain of rejection, of people not wanting their home, uh, of people not liking it the way they did. Uh, it's a horrible feeling for owners. You know, whatever we feel as agents, their owners are, are probably feeling it 10 times worse. So what I like to do is talk to the owners and say, hey, look, the contract's fallen over. It's not going ahead. In my opinion, it's their loss. And what I mean by that is it's the buyer's loss. It's the buyer's loss. You've got an awesome house here. I'm a big fan of it. I can't understand why they'd pull out. It, it, to me, that seems crazy. Um, they're saying they're pulling out because of X, Y, Z, but to me, you've got an awesome home. I, I, you know, I just think they're crazy not to take this opportunity. You've got such a cool property and we're going to get this property sold and here's how we're going to do it. What you're doing with that sort of dialogue is just reassuring the owners. Your job throughout the entire listing process, especially in a challenging market, is largely to reassure owners. I think it's really important to understand that. So again, with the owners, I'd acknowledge for them that this is going to really hurt and I'd tell them that. I would say to them, look, you know, take a bit of time to sit with that, sit with that pain, sit with that loss, and then let's get let's get busy moving forward. When can I come and see you? When can I sit down with you guys and make an make an action plan moving forward? Because I don't want this to define um, the process. We're going to get your property sold, and I've got lots of ideas on how we're going to do that. Using those kinds of words, you're there to encourage people to stay strong through this through this process. And you want to get face-to-face with them as soon as possible. Going into that face-to-face meeting or Zoom meeting or whatever it might be, you really want to have ideas and solutions to help find another buyer. So similar to the situation where you turn up to a deadline with no offers, you're going to be sitting down or chatting to the owners online and saying, hey, look, this has fallen over, that sucks, but there's lots of things we can do to get your property sold. Here's what I recommend. We're going to, um, maybe it's putting a price on the property if it didn't have one already. Maybe it's a, a price or a BEO around where the offer they accepted was. You might, well, you definitely should go back to your all the visitors who came through that property during the marketing, let them know it's now available for sale again. You're going to call any buyers who showed any decent sort of interest in the property, even if they've said no to offering previously. You're going to go back to them and say, hey, look, it's now available again. How's your search going? Would you like to give this property a shot now? Uh, You're going to go back to your entire database, even people who haven't come through the property and say, hey, look, just letting you know, this one's now available again. You know, the owners are really keen to sell, et cetera, et cetera. So you're going to take all the steps you can to kind of bring about any new interest in that property. And I think it's a really nice time to change the marketing view online. Uh, so in the previous episode on getting through a tender with no offers, we linked to a listing refresh checklist, which I'll put in the show notes for this one too. And it's basically a, a list of all the things you can change about a property online to freshen it up. 
Uh, so, you know, putting more motivation in your advert, changing the photos around, changing the body text of the advert, uh, lots of little things you can do, which might sound little, but they are really helpful in this situation, largely because they give you and your owners hope that a different approach might bring about a different result. And I just think it's a nice way to make owners feel better is to adjust things online. So coinciding with the deal crashing, you might put a price on it like we mentioned before. You might change the main advert on the internet or the main photo, sorry, on the internet. You might change the advert headline. You might tweak the advert itself to put more motivation in there. You might see what sort of extra information you can can add just to freshen things up. Uh, You might remove a photo that doesn't look very good. Just take some steps to make your owners feel like you're really looking and analyzing at the listing to say, what can I do differently to bring about a different result? It's also really important to go back to all the buyers that have come to the property during the marketing process, even if they've said no to the offering previously. In a balanced market or a buyer's market, buyers will often say no to a property at one point and then miss out on another home or go and see five more and realize actually this one's pretty cool and they'll be ready to come back to it and make an offer when they view it for the second or third time. So you've got to be really good at understanding that people will say no one week and maybe yes the next. So I think when someone says no to offering on a property, say, cool, that's okay, don't pressure them, but understand that you might get a different response if you ask them a little bit later on. You can look at it like the three no's. You've got to get three no's from someone before it's a real no. (laughs) Uh, So what I'm trying to lead to with all of that is just saying, go back to everybody who's come through the property with any developments on that property. Don't presume that someone's out of the running just because they didn't show a lot of interest to start with. The next part of this journey is having a plan around the actual reason the contract fell over, right? So was it a building issue? Was it a finance issue for the buyers? Was it something else entirely? Was it just that they had a third look and had some advisors come around and they kind of talked them out of buying it? It can be a wide array of potential reasons, but whatever the problem is, it's really important to front foot that with your owners and with the rest of the market. So if the contract fell over because of a building issue, like a type of cladding or a type of roof, or maybe there's some, you know, some overeager excavations that happened under the house, then it's really important that you have a second opinion on that as soon as possible, or have some advice that uh, come that, that, that helps your owners make a decision on what to do about that. You know, is this a problem that your owners need to spend money on to fix, or is it just a case that that buyer's advisor was was particularly cautious and it's not actually that big an issue? Even if that's the case, you need to present some information to the market moving forward, which will try and reduce the chance of that next contract falling over. For instance, you might uh, encourage your uh, owners to get some information from their own builder and present that back to other buyers. Or you might get an engineer's uh, opinion on the problem if it's a, a serious building type issue. You might get a quote to get the certain thing replaced. Like, So say the contract falls over because the buyers are concerned about the cost of replacing the roof. Uh, it's really common for people to overestimate the cost of fixing things. So in response, you might get your owners or you yourself might arrange a quote for a roof replacement. Uh, so that then you can provide that quote to future buyers to kind of hopefully front foot that issue and provide a solution before it's needed. Problems aren't as big a problem if you front foot them, if you declare it up front and if you have a potential solution in place. 
and you know what I mean by that, right? Like if no one knows the roofers needs work, the buyer gets their offer accepted, gets super excited, then gets their builder support, and then the builder tells them, hey, you've got to spend 20 grand on the roof. The buyer is going to be understandably upset and likely to pull out. But if right at the start of the offering process, you can say, hey, just letting you know the roof isn't going to need a bit of work. Here's a quote that we got from XYZ Company. Just so you know, I still encourage you to get a builder support, of course, but just here's, here's some information that might help you. Then providing it early in the offering process gives them time to adjust to it and get used to it and make a plan for that and, and budget for that as well. So I think it's really important to front foot any issues so that you're not just going down the same road again and again and again with future buyers. Another question is whether you should divulge the price. Should you let other buyers know what it was under contract for? In most circumstances, I would actually say no. What your owners exactly accepted from one buyer is really private information to them. Uh, You could ask the owners how they feel about divulging that, but the risk is as soon as you divulge what they accepted and you say that that contract fell over, the only prices you can expect to get in future are lower than that contract, original contract amount. So I think you're putting your owners in a potentially a weaker position if you divulge what the property was under contract for. In saying that, a strategy I really like to use is to price the property at that or around that contract level. If your owners accepted an offer at 900, um, then maybe you put the property at buyer inquiry over. 895 from now on knowing that the owners have accepted that price is a nice way for you to get a really market positive asking price out there on the internet and into the market it's probably going to be you know a fairly attractive price to other buyers if if another buyer was prepared to pay that so i think that's a really good approach you don't have to divulge exactly what the offer was you can let the buyers decide for themselves what that might have been but it's a nice way to get a good price on the property and essentially from there You want to keep reassuring the owners when a contract's fallen over, they're in a challenging mental predicament. And so it's super important that you're on the phone with them often, if not every day, following that contract falling over. And you need to be in contact with them as much as possible to reassure them that it's going to be okay, that you're the person to help them through this. And then you want to just keep adjusting things until the marketing clicks, right? In a challenging market, you might have to change the main photo on the internet every two weeks for six months or three months or two months, whatever. You might have to keep changing the advert headline. You might have to keep adjusting the price or putting it back to buy negotiation or putting it into a deadline. You're just going to have to keep making tweaks, keep going back to your database until the right buyer sees it, offers and buys it. And that's what selling is in this kind of changing market is just to keep making tweaks until it clicks. Most importantly, because you're going to give your owners confidence that you're the person for the job that you're there to help them through it and you're going to get the deal done because if you're not part of the solution they're going to feel like you're part of the problem right that's all for today i hope that helps you the next time a deal crashes number one thing to remember is to go and get some fresh air turn off the phone for 20 minutes just go and let yourself breathe punch the air get shitty swear out loud whatever you got to do and when you get back in the office it's time to rock and roll And the second most important thing to remember is that your owners are feeling 10 times worse than you are and you want to reassure them, picture yourself counseling someone through a breakup and support them through that challenge. Know that you're there for them and that you'll do whatever it takes to get their property sold. 
Have an epic week. Good luck out there. If you've got feedback on this uh, particular topic or there's a topic like this or anything really that you're challenged by that you'd like me to cover in future, please let us know. You can email andrew at agentmonday.co.nz. Agent Monday is an exclusive content marketing club for real estate professionals. We give you helpful educational info to share with your audience and teach you how to use it to grow your business. To find out more, visit agentmonday.com.